Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Fat Lot of Good Podcasts. It's me, Helen Thorne, writer-comedian, fucking badass, motherfucking wonderful woman. Let's just go with that. Uh, I am delighted today to have not one but two guests, dear listener. It's Helen and Maya from Featured in 15. Hello. Hello. Isn't this wonderful? Not not two, three women. The more women, the better. That's what I say. Um, so look, let, let, let me just hop straight in. Who are you, Helen and Maya? <laughs> we are together, featured in 15, mm. uh, which is a night that we started three years ago in Forest Hill. And uh, it's a night that it's uniquely ours, I think. Yeah, full of intrigue and curiosity. What we do is we select hand-picked um, amazing individuals of our community or a little bit further. London, um, mainly London. London. Mainly London. Um, who have amazing stories, talk, talking and sharing um, what they're about. In 15, 15 minutes. minutes, hence featured in for 15. Yeah, and I have done a couple of these with my dearly beloved Ellie Gibson. It is the most incredibly moving, fun, uh, inspiring night. And it's in a, it's, it's in a pub, yeah. above a pub, and you usually have, what, about six guests? Is that right? Between five, five or six yeah. we normally yeah. have. But, yeah, the, the pub part was quite integral to it because we realised that we needed alcohol when we were. <laughs> <laughs> it's the elixir of life. That's right. It greases the wheels. Yeah. yeah. And we spent a lot of time together. We've, we've had a for friendship for over ten years and whenever we went out together, we'd always end up talking to randoms and enjoying. Oh, they're incredibly you know, shy. Yeah, yeah really shy. Um, we'd need at least a couple of drinks. Yeah. Or one. Um, <laughs> and we just loved talking to people. So we, what we wanted to do was just turn that into something that everybody could enjoy. Because actually what you do is when you reach a certain age is that you go out and you just talk about how crap your life is, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of moaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a communal moan, really, yeah. isn't mm. it? More. And we get blamed as women, don't we, for nagging and then going out and moaning about our nagging. So actually, it was really nice to just do something that was inclusive to everyone. Um, at first, it was so funny because a friend of mine had said, what's all this FF everywhere, like feisty females? And actually, it was really interesting that he happened to be a man. Um, but actually, the whole project isn't to exclude it's mm. to include and I think that that was something that we both yeah, definitely felt strongly that, about I mean though it is quite hard to get male features 
So interesting. You you'll find Don't that they men do, love talking about themselves strangely, but not in public. <laughs> <laughs> so not to a room full of people. It seems yeah. so that that has been interesting yeah. that men are slightly more. But once you explain the concept to them, then absolutely because they they have just as much amazing stories to share I think as women do mm. but I think we are more used to sharing yeah. than perhaps they are but then sometimes what you find is that they they reveal so much more because our night isn't rehearsed so we we don't actually know what people are going to say we meet mm. them beforehand we meet all the features and we have like a chat like how we're we're chatting to you but on the actual night I mean Helen and I create the themes for each one so that you know you know, our next one is youth and yearning. Um, so we try and, and find features that touch on those themes and it kind of weaves the night together as a mm. kind of a narrative theme to yeah, it. Yeah, because everyone's different and that's what Fe- Featured in 15 was born out of is the idea of, you know, it's not a night like, you know, you could say TED Talks. It's it's loads of people talking about loads of different things. So you yeah. could have mental health in one breath, but you could have someone that's like an explorer in another, but they're both coming at the, to the theme with different content, which yeah. is what is brilliant. It sends a shock to the audience because mm. they could be on a, oh my God, really, like the emotional pathway. We don't even know what it's going to be. Yeah. So it's brilliant. It is. And the night um, I was at last, you had a fireman. Yeah. Did he talk about... Did he? Well, he was Grenfell. It was yeah. Grenfell. Yeah, Ricky uh, Nuttall. Yeah, yeah. It was extraordinary, and of course, incredibly moving. And then you had two young DJs, graphic artists, who were still—I mean, barely born—who <laughs> had like curated music at the Tate, and yeah. they were really inspiring and really engaging. And it is really nice to break away because you scroll through your phone, you've got this sort of weird curated view of the world. Mm. You've got the echo chamber of your Facebook friends. You've got your who you follow on Instagram. But to have those interventions, I guess, yeah. to, to be sort of awakened. In the room, to, it jumps you, know, you. Yeah, yeah. and we, we've got this, you know, when, when features go on, um, we come back on and introduce someone else. or But we actually say back in the room because the whole point of Featuring 15 is to do exactly that, get people in the room. Mm. You know, we, we just live in this society now where it's, like you say, you can just go on your phone, you can make a comment, whether it be a nice comment or a nasty comment, and you're faceless. You yeah. You're removed. You're, you're removed, removed from the situation. And there's no accountability. No, and I think that there's nothing but kindness and love at our events. Mm. Everybody wants to hear somebody's story but with that but like welcome every everyone yeah um, so yeah it's quite a extraordinary night isn't it it is and I, I think we we ourselves have actually got a lot out of it I mm. think personally like it's shifted my perspective on so many different things and we've met so many amazing people who've enriched our lives so that you know is is probably the takeaway from it is that it, it yeah. just makes you go when you feel like you've you've gained something from the mm. night. You know, no matter how small or big, it still changes you a little bit. Yeah, so. totally. I mean, we've had people leave their jobs on the strength of a, of a speaker. I mean, wow. that's incredible. Yeah, that's really um, influential. So yeah, it's nice to feel that you do something that's you know that's doing something purposeful. Yeah, in some way. And but not worthy. But not I, worthy. Yeah, because that is one thing when we started it was we didn't, as much as I enjoyed TED Talks and things like that, they do feel very removed from my life. It's like, mm. yeah, but I still need to like get the laundry done, get my shopping done and, you know, and then save the world. Yeah, It's kind of, you know, but I, I still want to feel like I can do something positive 
and it's achievable. And yeah. I think everyone that we've ever had on Feature in 15 is relatable mm. and you can see a part of yourself in them or a part of their story relates to you personally. So mm. that I think is what makes it powerful is that really everybody is a you know got their own superpowers really you just kind of got to tap into it yeah and everyone has a story to tell and i i know this is a this is a podcast about bodies and i think you and you are more aware of your body than ever before within when you have to do public speaking yes when absolutely. you when they ask when everyone is seeing you you're seeing your body hearing your voice you become so aware of your heartbeat your breath what you're wearing all how you carry yourself mm. and how people will uh, interpret you and that is like the ultimate kind of vulnerability in a way so I'm, I'm not surprised that more women do it because we all know that women are, are stronger like that that mm. they can kind of I was going to say expose yourself we try not to on the nights <laughs> uh, wardrobe, wardrobe malfunctions are not prerequisite no. but that was actually I mean uh, uh, quite daunting actually at first even though we've obviously in, in our jobs and things had to do pitches or you know speak to groups of people mm. actually standing up in a room full of people and knowing someone's taking a photo you do feel more suddenly a little bit like oh how am I going to look in that picture yeah and you know you can't control everyone taking pictures of you I mean right. so it's kind of yeah you do you do have that vulnerability and you kind of have to just go with it I think is yeah and of, I think and I'm sure lots of listeners um, would agree to this. Public speaking can be like people's biggest fear. Like, oh, I can't do it. And and so many times when I've talked to people after the show, I said, "How do you how do you be a comedian? How do you have have that um, confidence?" And I was like, "I don't I don't know where that actually comes from." I think you have yeah. to keep doing it. I yeah. mean, as an outdoor swimmer, I you know used to hate getting in my swimsuit. Probably from when I was a kid, I was a big kid, you know, mm. and I hated the swimsuit. You yeah, know? and. All you've got to do is just keep doing it. Mm. Just keep getting in it and just keep looking and just, just, and, and I think it's like that with public speaking. And Ellie actually said to me, when you guys were with us, I said, I can't, I've got this uncontrollable fear. It was horrible. I felt like my legs were like Bambi on ice, you know, and I yeah. felt like it actually, my body then changed the rhythm of my voice. I was that, I was full of so much fear. And she said, just imagine the horses are coming over the hill and going, you know, and the I cavalry. Actually, yeah, the yeah. cavalry. And yeah. I was just like, that is bloody brilliant. She's because pretty good, it Ellie, really isn't she? did. <laughs> and, I, and she said, and then let them go, let it charge through because that fear is actually a good fear. Mm. It's getting you geared up, you know. Mm. And now I, even when I do feel it, I actually think of Ellie. <laughs> and sometimes you need those mantras. Yeah. You need that, yeah. those little, you can do this. It's, and what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, really that's actually really. how I get through it. Because yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm quite, I am quite confident at speaking. So um, I don't have that initial fear but I just think I just 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 got to keep going, keep going. Even if mm. I lose my train of thought, I'm like, okay, it'll just keep going. It'll be fine. Yeah. And that, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And that's really what we how mm. we set the night out was our first ever one. We were like, well, the worst thing that can happen is no one's going to turn up, no one's going to enjoy the night, and then we'll never do it again, and then that's it, <laughs> and it'll be over. Yeah, but, like so that's how I got events later. <laughs> I know that's how I got through it on the first night. But I think. Yeah, I think confidence is just something that you you have to, especially when you get into your 40s, like really will yourself to feel sometimes because you don't. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where it's it's hard. I um, had a hysterectomy now 
three years ago. It was yeah. just before my birthday. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. It's <laughs> all about you. I remember you texting me going, yeah. I may not yeah. come because I've just had my wound cut out. Yeah, my uterus is missing. I may not make it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Have a drink, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I soldiered on, yeah. as you do, as yeah. you do. But that was a that was a little bit of a watershed moment because I, I too had just turned 40 and was now sort of making this decision to have it and I don't know it wasn't a hard decision because it wasn't really about I didn't really want any more children so that was fine so that wasn't really part of the equation but it was also what's it going to do to my body Mm. and those changes that I would have absolutely no control over I mean that was a it's a real you know everyone says to you oh but that's kind of your skin's going to go weird you're going to put on loads of weight you're going to all these negative things Mm. and actually it was probably the best decision I ever made because of all the other health things that I had going on. Did you have polycystic? I had uh, I had fibroids so okay. my uterus was basically like I was five months pregnant oh, the size God. of all the th- and then I had adhesions to my bladder and all sorts so it was you know it was like, a bit of a mess down yeah. there. It was a bit of a mess down there yes yes I, I remember when I when I had Oscar mm. and the midwife she gave, she said oh you're so lucky that you even managed to have him the size of those those um fibroids in your uterus they were almost as big as him I was like oh thanks oh, for that cheers yeah. gorgeous oh can we go out now yeah stop <laughs> flattering oh so you know I knew it was problematic but mm. you know it was I suppose we're so caught up as women. It's like those that forty thing mm. is like this. Oh, you're you know you either got to go out and celebrate it and look amazing and be fabulous yeah. because you know you're forty and you're fab and yeah. all of these things. But at the same time, it's kind of I think it's it's the inner work really that you have to do with mm. forty because it's you're carrying a lot. It's that you know whether you've had you know like a hysterectomy or not but you are your your fertility is changing there's all these things to consider mm. and your body does change and, and you wear more lycra than you've ever worn before oh, i mean i've yeah. actually seen people that turn 40 i did it and then i'm quite far i'm i'm a good stage in to my 40s so i can talk as if i know yeah. um and then you see all these lovely ladies on instagram and you know they've hit 40 cuz the lycra gauge has just gone right up <laughs> All these women listening going, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Just look at my wardrobe. Yeah. yeah, I now have mainly lycra and lots of trainers, and because um, it's comfortable, isn't Who it? Wants a high hip? Comfortable. No, no, I'm all about the flat shoe. Yeah, but that's the other thing. So, what's it about your feet, bloody hurting? Like that. oh everything fucking hurts. That's crazy. I was just oh, like, like and I thought back. I absolutely wet myself laughing because I thought about all the aunties, and when I remember that of a certain age, they used to take their shoes off. And like light fag and be in my mum's front room and go, oh, just rub my feet for five minutes. And I hate doing it. And they were all just like, when you get to my age, your feet will start hurting. And I thought, oh my God, I've just become that one. I think what we have to watch more than anything is the noise gauge when you sit down. Because if I'm around old people, you know that, you know, when does that happen? (laughs) You know, like... We all so make audible. a pact here yeah. Yeah. that we don't do this. Oh, I've done it. It I've, just it, gets it louder. It, it just gets louder, and mm. it's just not cool. Oh, and it's never going to be cool. When you start hearing it, though, you're, you're on heightened alert. Yeah. I, like, I just just sitting next to my elderly parents. So just everything oh, makes a noise. I know, they, yeah. and it's never going to be a trend. It's no. never going to be something that we want. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we're making that pack now. Okay, yes. no, no, no noises. No okay. noises. Only good me. noises. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Now, now speaking of bodies, you also have done a fitness. Can you talk us about the other thing that you organised? Oh, yeah. So, so we got a fitness class on a Monday um, with our amazing fitness instructor, Anna, who we were, we, we love going to the gym. We both at the time worked from home. So we used to go to the gym and Anna used to run a class at our local gym. And so, and they were having work done and it meant that she couldn't run a class. And I just said to Maya, well, let's set up a class then. And well, it was actually, just like, it was uh, Jessica that made us do it. Okay, our friend Jessica, she said, why don't you just do it then? Because we were moaning about it. And we not- were moaning about it, yeah. Actions, not words. Yeah, that's it's it, what yeah, we yeah. are. We are very much action, yeah. not and words. Yeah, and we do actually work very quick, yeah. fast, mm. for fast pace through things. So we were just like, right, let's find a hole. We found a hole. And then we um, just engaged with the women that were in our class. Yeah. A lot of them didn't come, actually. It's true. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And what, we've been doing it for nearly two years now. Two years. Where it's a class on a Monday. And, it, and it's and, all ages, yeah. all abilities. Yeah. It's... It, and it's that for fiver, is that right? It's, it's a, a fiver, fiver yeah. yeah. Fitness for a fiver, and we have uh, we have all women, but and Simon, yeah, and Simon, <laughs> um, who is brilliant, excellent, um, and yeah. But I think from that, what we for us, it was all about like strength, yeah, really, absolutely. And you know, the the joking about making a noise with a chair sitting yes. down was that you know Anna kept saying to us, when you get older, the ability to get up out of a chair unaided is actually one of the things that will keep you healthy for longer because the minute that you're unable to do those things you know with osteoporosis and all those other fun things it's serious so actually as women taking your health mobility ladies mobility and strength yeah Mm. and I think when like my dad had been ill for 18 months and seeing him weaken I mean he was a big man he was like 18 stone at one point and he just lost so much weight and watching him lose his strength was just one of the worst things, actually. Mm. He became so frail, and I thought, I just don't want to no. do that. I want to be strong. I don't I don't want to lose weight. I just want to be physically strong. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you just you just got to mix it up, enjoy it, um, and it's just so good for your mental health. Like, oh, you feel high. It is yeah. the, the joy. And, it, and it's so funny. So many of my friends who have hit their 40s have rediscovered... Or, or been introduced to exercise in a whole new way, yeah. not with that guilt, not with that shame, mm. not with that, all those things of that not feeling enough. And it's just about you and your the way you feel about your body. Yeah. And it is a great... And, and also, Helen, recently you've brought into boxing. I have. Tell us about <laughs> that. Amazing. Well, I was looking for a, a local boxing um, club for a long time, but the, the intimidation factor, mm. you know, it's like I don't, I don't want to go in and be around lots of beefy men although that sounds quite nice in some parts but not in a, not in a ring um but yeah so um i came across it's called homes um it's it's a boxing club in lower sydenham and ian runs it and he's just brilliant and he actually does a um a Sunday session mm. as a boot camp and yeah you get on the bags you get on the bags of all sizes so mm. it's not full contact you know it's not like um, you don't spar with yeah. someone but you you definitely um, hit the shit out of uh, a bag yeah. of yeah, varying sizes so um, and then you do like a circuit and it's just I read about it actually because obviously being in the stages of grief after losing my dad I read about this woman who turned 50 and she actually saw that and boxing actually allowed her to come 
out, like to really hit that mm. kind of grief. Literally, Literally hit it. Yeah. yeah. Because I, you know, I, I do work out every day because I work from home. I have to go out and do that mm. because it's good for my mind, but it also means that I interact with people. Mm. Um, and and doing the classes was great, but it never, it wasn't really, it, it just wasn't getting that stuff out. Yeah. And then I just went along to the boxing class. I was really nervous mm. um, because it's in a, it's like in a shed in the back of this uh, community. Oh, very raw. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. like, honestly, it's like something. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I literally walked in, I was like, this is amazing, yeah. you know, and it is, it's just incredible. Ian's great. Um, he's so much fun. Mm. And the women that go are brilliant. You know, there's that real kind of, you know, team. Eye of the tiger. Yeah, playing exactly. <laughs> and yeah, so there's like 20 women there some weeks. So they're all eager to just kind of let it out. Yeah. So um, important. Yeah. And just to come out and feel physically strong mm. is amazing. Were you both very sexy? I know. <laughs> I go go to the local gym. I think the one that you're referring to, and I often used to see you doing yes. your amazing with your amazing arms, doing your <laughs> weights, Maya. So I mean, can you tell us about your sort of relationship with your body now? Obviously, you went through a big thing. Yeah, both having children and then having the hysterectomy. Yeah. So actually, my fitness really peaked after I had the hysterectomy because I I would find exercising actually quite uncomfortable and painful mm. pre-hysterectomy and and I, I had just gotten used to that and just assumed it would always just feel like a chore yeah. to do it but actually after I was you know obviously fit to to um, exercise again from the, the doctors lifting weights and actually really feeling like wow I can do this there's it actually doesn't have to feel as uncomfortable as it used to mm. I loved it and I think again it's just that feeling powerful and mm. being able to lift weights and not feeling intimidated by, you know, guys going, making all the noises of the... Oh, yeah. so I don't understand oh, why they do it. And it's just because when women lift weights, we don't make those like, mm. like oh, like it's 40 kg. <laughs> I was doing um, yoga at the gym and it's it, it was in sort of an open space, but next to the weights and we're, and like the, the, the yoga teacher's saying, just breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. And there was a guy going... <laughs> and we all got the giggles. I was like, and we were looking at each other, just giving each other side eye, like, this is about you. You just want to want all of us just having a lovely yoga time. No, oh, my oh God. It was, yeah, it well, was clearly because they've, they've never had to uh, give birth to babies. So. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is the thing. <laughs> this is it. You yeah. know, like you know, we we carry around children. We do all of these things. Mm. Um, you know, and. We don't need to make all those noises. No. So. no. But no, I think for me, it's it's just that kind of getting over a lot of like hangups about. I was actually watching the um, oh, Margolis, the lady. She was on TV last night talking about being fat mm. and, and how. Oh, Miriam. Yeah, Miriam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could not get that. Thank you. Yeah. So I was watching that, and actually, it started a conversation where I was saying, you know, it's always. It's always how we perceive ourselves, never really how somebody else sees us. And, mm. you know, she was saying that she uses that armour of already telling someone, oh, I'm fat, so we've, we've already done that, we've covered that. You yeah. can't say, you then don't need to say it to me. But it's like, I've got hang-ups about, you know, my stomach. And from having, I had two C-sections, uh, a further surgery after that to have my fibroids removed, then another surgery to have my hysterectomy all done through that scar. So I have a scar that runs underneath my stomach and it has changed the shape of my stomach and there's nothing I can do about that. Mm. 
but it's accepting that that's just that's my body but you know what it's an amazing body because it's healthy and actually I just have to get over it it doesn't mean that every day I feel like yeah I look amazing but it's kind of just accepting it and not letting other people's perception of what you should look like and it's hard because you know I'm raising two girls that you know there's exposed to so much on you know this fakeness Mm. and that's really hard yeah you know and and sort of you know and they're on instagram they yeah but they're yeah. But also young girls and and they're trying to make sense of the world through um people they like and imagery and the media and making a sense of who they are and how they fit in with all that as yeah. well that's a, it's a really hard thing to navigate yeah because you want them to own own whatever choices but d- don't feel pressure to be a particular version of them yeah exactly like you know we all have stretch marks do you know what mm, I mean yeah it's our body growing mm. whatever age we are that yeah. is going to happen the reason those girls don't have it is because they've got a little airbrush you know yeah. and there's filters and there's you know and I and I just think yeah that's just I don't know, that's why my message to my girls is just be strong. You yeah. Know, just be strong because mm. if you're strong physically, you're strong mentally and you're strong everywhere. And that's how I feel. Yeah. You know. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I was going to ask, um, Maya, about your background, and you were just talking about your aunties all together. Do you want to explain a bit more about your background? Yeah, so I um, come from, my family are from South America in Guyana, which is going through a bit of a 
turmoil time because they've got lots of oil and they've got elections and it's all lots going on there. But um, I, um, my sort of heritage is that my mum is Indian and my dad's black. So as I was growing up, I never really felt in either camp fully. Mm. Um, I either wasn't black enough or I wasn't Indian enough. Um, and Guyana is very much divided on ethnic grounds. So it, I was one of only other, I think it was one other girl that was the same ethnic mix as me. So that was a crazy kind of, I lived there for about two years when I was 15. So you can imagine coming from London, wow. um, you know, from school and going up to Oxford Street and going to Topshop and like living the life yeah. that you live as a teenager in London. Um, to going to Guyana, where everybody kind of, it's a very small-minded sort of society. Everybody knows my family are quite well known there. So everywhere I went, people know, knew who I was, which was very unsettling when you're used to sort of the yeah, anonymity of, of London. Mm. And then also that kind of judgment of, oh, you know, oh, well, she's got good hair. I mean, that was like always leveled at me. It was a good thing that she's got good hair. <laughs> but then in London, I would have the same kind of stuff thrown at me that like oh well oh you're mixed race or you're this or you're that and it's like people make assumptions about where I'm from rather than kind of inquiring or they just kind of see me as um you know exotic I kind of get that a lot which is really <laughs> quite very- like that I'd like that <laughs> you can have it babe you can have it <laughs> like yeah I've never been I'm like a Ferrari darling <laughs> She's ginger, though. I mean, I'm not ginger. Oh, don't start these. Don't again. start the ginger. Oh, God, no. <laughs> She's strawberry blonde at the moment. She's yeah. got strawberry blonde ends. But, yeah, so I um, have kind of one side of my family is this huge kind of Indian background. But, I mean, Guyana is in South America. And we don't speak any other language but British, uh, Guyanese, <laughs> as people would say. But it's um, my mum has had nine siblings there's no eight of them but um yeah so I grew up with a very kind of lots of aunties yeah so she has seven sisters um and it is was and is still an absolute crazy crazy thing (laughs) when you get all of them together we have twins and we have there's only like 18 months between each one of them so they're all (laughs) absolutely crazy that is amazing and how how you know that they must have made a massive impression on you, yeah, it? absolutely. I think my grandmother, um, you know, she, the matriarch of the family, my grandfather died when um, her she just had my her last child. So actually, she had to bring up all of these children by herself. Wow. Um, but she's just she was uh, an absolute just crazy, funny, elegant. She was just everything mixed up. You know, you'd look at this. Always, always immaculate. Her nails were always painted, always had her jewellery on, always had her hair done, always had her makeup. And just to even go and get milk, she would look like, you know, she's going to the room. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of just always grew up with loving, making myself look nice, like Mm. for myself. It was because she would never, it was never for a man. It was never for anybody else. It was always just, she wanted to feel good for herself. And I've always found, even when I've, gone through really tough times with our family and you know losing people in it and that always made me feel like myself is just taking the time to like do my hair or you know put something nice on that makes me feel nice Mm. um and I I think I've always been like that and my mum is like that she's a really snazzy very cool dresser which she's my favorite shopping person 
And but always, all all through my life, she's always just dressed for herself. Mm. And I think I'm the same. I don't ever really ask anybody's opinion of what I'm wearing. I <laughs> no. just wear I like to wear what I want to wear. Mm. And um and look the way I want to look. I've never sought that out. And I think that that is definitely something that I gained from all the women yeah. in my family. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. And and you and your relationship with your mum, which has obviously got, you know, it's so significant now that... Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a twin as well. So yeah. that's always been um, that's always been hard. It's funny because I wrote a piece for our theme about yearning because we always take one word. So Maya's got to do youth and I've got to take yearning. And actually, for a long period of my life, yearning to be myself mm. because always being compared to by someone else. So I was the heavier one that was born. I mean, we were both like eight something pounds each that's enormous you know, for twins Your I mean mother. my poor mum oh god my poor mum and they didn't she's have all a, these and she's a slip of a thing your mother yeah. she's, a, she's a tot and they didn't have all these fancy scans then she didn't no. know she was having two till really late do you know oh, what I mean so yeah. yeah so they worked out the name for my sister but they didn't know who I was so mm. that was interesting so we've always we've always heavy growing Helen. up heavy <laughs> Nelly Helly, actually, for my brother. Um, So there was loads of stuff that, you know, Mm. the identity crisis, really. Mm. Hate being a twin. Absolutely fucking hate it. Don't recommend it for anyone. Um, I mean, you don't really get a choice. but No, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, a minute difference between us. And it was always I was the youngest of the family. Mm. I mean, come on. That's that's just wrong. I mean, it could have been, it was a C-section, for God's sake. It could have been my arm, her leg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, a minute, you know, and it's sort of... Yeah. You're not bitter. Well, I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, back to boxing, Helen. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but words, the way your body is described with particular words... Oh, yeah. ...stay with you for so long. Absolutely. Because I, I, on a previous podcast, um, I just remember my dad saying, oh, Helen, she likes her food. <laughs> and, like, that is, that is not a compliment. That no. is saying that you are big. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Aren't you a big girl? Yeah, but also because, you know, my parents would see my sister. I was lucky because I, well, I wasn't lucky. I, that's a bad word to use. Mm. But actually, I slimmed out a lot mm. quicker than she did. Yeah. So then when we used to see mum and dad individually, dad would be like, oh, you're looking good. But then Sarah would arrive and it would be like, you put it on. You're not like your sister. And yeah. that was really bad. Yeah, that's not fair. there was always fair. this rivalry. Yeah. It was just rubbish. Mm. Rubbish. Um, so yeah, it's been really since I turned forty. It's been brilliant because I spent a lot of time just shedding all of that resentment and all of that. I know I come across as bitter. You probably still am, but you know there's a lot. Yeah, because actually there was it was long. It was a long part of my life Mm. that was actually dictated to me through my twinage. Yeah, and and being defined by that. Yeah, yeah, Um, being a half rather than a whole. Absolutely. So I am whole again. But no, I... Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's In not say so <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, that a meme. Oh. <laughs> but it's so true, though. Those things stay with you. Because I remember at school, like, uh, my um, PE teacher saying, it's a shame we don't do rugby because with those legs, you'd be quite good at it. And I was just like... Words again. You know, yeah. you're 14 and everyone else, I always felt like a freaking giant. Like, mm. everyone was these, like, petite little, you know, yeah, so, Giselle's. like, slip of a girl. Mm. And I was like... <laughs> 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 
and then it was like you know I was really tall at primary school and they used to be like oh right how's the air up there and you know oh hilarious I was like yeah yeah and you know really thin at at primary school like so thin I could tuck like an Aaron jumper into my jeans and they'd be like they call me the rake and then it was like oh you make the walls jealous when you walk in I'm like look at me I'm out front. I'm out front, not, you know, coming up. But yeah, those things hang. You still, you know, even now, you still sometimes, you know, it's like, like, oh, skinny jeans, I'm not sure, you know, because you just think, I'm going to look, you know, too athletic. And then you Mm. think to yourself, no, 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 but then you go, I am an athlete. Mm. I am an athlete. That's what I say. Whatever I do, it's so funny. I don't just I don't just dance on the dance floor. I am I am a pro. We've oh seen. my god! There's photographic evidence. Oh my god! Um, uh, we'll we'll give you the social handles of these guys later. But like Helen's moves, and you both at my fortieth. Uh, Helen, you fucking carved it up. But you know what? It, it was it, awesome. It, it could have gone another way. You know, you could have lost one half of these mummies. I was I was very scared about an injury. Oh happening yeah, well, I picked up Ellie. Didn't you I? picked up Ellie. Oh, and then yeah. I dropped and Ellie. <laughs> No, I didn't nearly. I, I did. Could have you could Yeah. <laughs> you, were, yeah. you were on it that night. It was so good. Well, again, dancing is amazing. I mean, Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet is another kind of, if you haven't been to the night, oh, you it must is go. incredible. We this all is had to go. London-based uh, yeah. audiences. Um, yeah. yeah, all you around know, London. My mum, so mm. we took my mum for her birthday because it's the first birthday without my dad. So I knew it had to be all out. But it, Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet was celebrating their 10 years at Greenwich uh, the Trafalgar, Trafalgar. Mm. it was my mum's birthday my brother had got married there it was really lovely and significant yeah and my mum it was so funny two days later she went oh, I can't move she felt <laughs> so like, she, she said <laughs> she, she, oh I haven't felt things like she was hula hooping oh she was like God. honestly it is just and Dancing yeah. is the best exercise and feeling so good about yourself. And being unjudged. Unjudged. When and oh. Haven't Stopped Dancing Yet is all about that. It's about women feeling safe to move and dance. And men. And, and, happy men. and, and men. Women and men. Yeah, 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 loads of yeah. men. And men. you know but what? There was that... more men on Saturday than there was at the previous Yeah, but I, I think it's great because guys always have this hang-up of like, oh, I don't dance. But actually, you, you cannot... put on a tune. Yeah. 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 They got those hips. And the way that the guys do it haven't stopped dancing yet is that they you can't, cannot not dance because mm. you, you all have to dance mm. which is just brilliant um, in itself and even like myself who gets vertigo from spinning around yeah. uh, oh because you're so tall <laughs> yeah so tall. the air is actually thinner up here <laughs> Stop wearing heels, you bugger, as well. You're making us all feel I do sure. my best. I do my best. Maya, calm down. No. <laughs> I'm like the BF fucking G. <laughs> I'm really not that tall. No. <laughs> but but yeah, these, but these are the labels, the all those sort of words that you put on yourself that that can hold you back if yeah. you let it. Absolutely. And then and that that is just the most liberating thing where you can just just as you were saying, just get rid of it. And be silly. I mean, God, we all forget that you know we've all grown into this world. Mm. We stop being silly. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to be told to grow up. Do you know what I mean? No. At forty. 
Whatever. Um, <laughs> Something. But, you know, I want my kids to be like, oh, mum, you're so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I am. Do you yeah. know? I want to get it's in on jobs. your It's like, you know, yeah, that's like, what we need to do. I'd rather be talked about than not talked about. Yeah, exactly. And finding the joy in your body. Yeah, absolutely. Let it move. Mm. Let it move in whatever move. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As long as it's not a dirty move. Well, 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 there's, there's a time and a place. <laughs> there's always a time and a place. I you know. think you should set up your own. I mean, you've got enough Instagram accounts anyway, but you could, <laughs> you could set up another one just for your dancing. Just do some like daily yeah. dance. I, I think, think that would have to include Karen Arthur because she's amazing. Oh, yeah. She I'm does not. kitchen dancing. Oh. I think that there should be a kitchen dance off. Every yeah, Saturday. That's yeah, that's awesome. And we all sort of... Yeah, but isn't that really where the best parties happen? In, in the oh, kitchen. It's always in the kitchen. That's where the, the best, kitchen. That's where the best people are. You go, yeah, hang out there. Yeah. When we will get uh, Karen, Karen on, on the show. And get Nikki, haven't stopped dancing yet, and Lady Boo, and, you know, yeah. all the crew, we'll man. Just bring Come on. Stop curating my show. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot help ourselves. It's all what right. we do. <laughs> Executively produced by us. Curators. I know. The choosers of things. Um, Now, uh, I wanted to talk to you, Helen. Um, I don't want to go into too much depth, but you have recently been separated. Mm -hmm. And we were speaking before the podcast started about how that also changed how you felt about your body and how you wanted to be strong again as well. And I love that the words that she used before we started recording is that I wanted to be strong enough to move the furniture out of the house. <laughs> I mean, that's a really powerful and brilliant thing to think about. Like, um, and so, so, and lots of, I mean, fuck it, most of us are going to go through some kind of separation. Well, I think that, um, you know, I don't see it as failure and I never wanted my separation or my divorce to define me. So that's why I haven't really overly shared it, you mm. know, because... It's not. It's just a thing that, yeah, a lot of people have to go through. And we had 18 years together. That's not a failure. No, you know? it's amazing. And um, I feel quite, um, I'm in a liberating stage of it because I know that I've had a lot of years of turbulence and unhappiness. So mm. I think that, you know, in that time, I had to do some intense therapy Um but it wasn't relating to my separation. It was relating to a trauma that I went through as a child. Um, and, you know, we all carry baggage, don't we? Mm. And if we don't address it, then if we don't address it, then we just got to know that we've got to address it later on. And mine is later on. Mm. So um, last year I went through some pretty intensive therapy, but it just armoured me up and it made me feel mentally strong. And then I just kind of that bred into the physical strength. That, um, that I that I wanted and I felt that I needed and especially when um, the therapy was really based on um, an anxiety of being alone and I don't know if that's I mean God give me the psychotherapist uh, to analyze my brain but you know is that linked to being a twin yeah. you know and and the loneliness that you can actually feel mm. by not having a, a, another part present. Um, I don't know so yeah so I had to go through pretty intensive therapy to just make me feel comfortable in my own home mm. so that I could actually physically be in every room because my fear would hold me back from 
putting the hairdryer on, running a bath, having doors closed, having windows open, you know, at night, what are you all doing, crazy people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and it felt really liberating to do that. And it was hard work, Mm. but it really armoured me up. So so now I can go into every room in the house and know what piece of the furniture needs to be moved. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Now we're going to come to the end of the podcast, but have you got some more words to part I mean you, I think we're, the whole podcast has felt so uh inspiring and motivating for the listeners I've, I mean what what do you want in the future for you guys the the, the featured in 15 do you want to just keep going how it is have you got have you, got you know that plans? is such a pertinent question mm. because we are at that sort of juncture where we have to make decisions on how where do we see it going? Because when we started it, we as we said, we had no agenda. Like, genuinely, there was no agenda. There was no, like, big... Only to have for fun. Only to have fun, yeah. yeah. So we, we didn't put anything, like, heavy onto it. Of, like, this is... We're going to quit our jobs. We're going to do this. We're going to... Didn't have any of that attachment, like, baggage with it. So, and I... I don't know. We're actually really working on that at the moment yeah. as to mm. where and how that goes I mean we we are thinking about maybe getting in on the old podcast <laughs> excellent uh, join in um, room for because everyone. you know we do like to talk <laughs> I, I don't think they picked up on it no, 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 no you may not have got that <laughs> but so I, I think that's that's kind of where we're yeah and let out. fate just take us you know I think just be you do you get mm. what I mean like be you let you do you and See where it takes you. Because mm. we haven't had an agenda. No, and we and I haven't think... had, you know, and there's so many things that we've done. And then we go, oh, that's really good. Do you see that video that we've got there that was in Lewisham? That's going to really work because we might be going to Lewisham. You know, yeah. it's all those things that just kind of then yeah. marry up together. And I love that. I love that sort we've of We've just feeling. gone with whatever we feel is right. Yeah. And I think actually that's probably a really good position to take in your life like yeah. go with what feels right if it starts to feel wrong to you then it probably is wrong oh, and God, it was the best and it was the biggest um uh i think it was so lovely that someone said to me the other day it's like you well, you are an entrepreneur and i was like oh my god am i and it, i just felt that that word in itself was a tick mm. do you know what yeah I'm, I'm happy with that. There are certain things that don't let fear hold you back. Yeah, don't I, let, like, a nine-to-five job stop you from doing something on the side, which is what we did, mm. you know. Yes, you have to work hard at it, but you work so much harder at And don't fear stuff. failure. Yeah. Because, actually, some of the things that we've learnt from have been because they failed and because yeah. we tried to make something feel right when, actually, it didn't and we didn't listen to our guts. And that's one thing that we've we've absolutely learned and I think taken into our all aspects of our yeah. lives is we trust our gut now mm. and you and don't just... have to have money to do this we've got fuck all haven't we <laughs> yeah. um, you know you don't need financial no. backing just make sure it doesn't cost you yeah it doesn't cost us don't over capitalise yeah yeah because yeah. 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 when Ellie and I started the Sky Mummies we did it in the same place as you mm. like we started doing the live shows uh, at the same pub the Signal and we'd charge a fiver for people to come in and we'd write our sketches over the month and then do, and it just grew and grew and grew. Uh, and for a long time, we never wanted to charge more than five pounds. And they were like, oh, maybe seven, maybe <laughs> eight, you know. And so really slowly, but I know lots of people think, oh, but, you know, I'm going to do this thing and people already charge 20 pounds. So you can, mm. you just have to build yeah, it. Yeah, and, and enjoy the journey, mm, you know, yeah. like... And that's been half me. I'm a destination person. I literally just want to get oh, there. the price, yeah. Yeah, but the journey is just 
can be just as incredible. And also collaborate. Yeah. I think that is what a lot of, you know, it is, you know, all these kind of like, oh, women empower each other. But we actually have to do it. Mm. You can't just say it. You can't just put it up on your Facebook and be all like, yeah, you know. You actually reach out to other women mm. that you think, actually, we have a connection. We could do something really cool. Whatever that might be, collaborate. Because yeah. you know what? There's strength in numbers. Mm. And having somebody, as you know, to bounce ideas off of is great because sometimes you do need to have somebody, you know, rein you back in or, you know, check you and kind of go, well, really? Do we really want to do that? Mm. And I think... Yeah, grow slow. Yeah. Yeah. And Not in everything. No. <laughs> No, that's very good. <laughs> right, ladies. Yeah. We finished the podcast with a quick fire round. Right. Here it is. What makes you feel sexy? Ooh. Mm. Red lipstick. Excellent. Oh, that's a good one. Earrings. Yeah. Good. Uh, what's your most favourite thing to put in your body? In my body. In your body. Oh. Oh. <laughs> She's going south very Definitely yeah. gin. Definitely gin. Excellent. Uh, uh, I went dirty <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Good, good. Uh, um, yeah, probably actually food. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. likes the food. I like my food. I like cooking. I like eating. So, yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, what's your most embarrassing body moment? Or one of, I should say, because we've all had many. Oh, oh, God, when I got my navel pierced, pissed, yeah. in Crete. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've hate, and I've now got a big hole that yeah. just weeps oh. for years. <laughs> Don't pierce your navel. At Don't muck with your navel that weeps. Oh, only. Only. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's not really mine, but it was uh, when my mother-in-law attempted to show me how to breastfeed. <laughs> and I... It, she showed me a little more than I wanted to see. Oh, my God. Um, whilst uh, I had my boob out. And it was a, just a bit orcs. <laughs> that is orcs. You don't need that mm, advice I never, that way. never needed that advice. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Fat Fame. This part of the podcast is called The Hall of Fat Fame. So I like to get the guests to put in somebody that has inspired them that we can put in the our hall of fame so who is it who is a, a person or a woman or a man whoever you like that that would that makes you feel good um i would say my uncle yeah who passed mm. he was a great swimmer oh he taught me how to swim yeah but he was funny as fuck he taught me a sense of humor he was just brilliant he was just like class mm. he knew how to have a good time he knew how to sell you know yeah. he was just and he knew how to like do every sport possible awesome so yeah. he's definitely up there oh you've made me feel really shallow because oh, no. i was gonna like pick Oprah. rihanna no <laughs> no rihanna's awesome i went to the rihanna concert it was no i just sexual. i just love her attitude and she's like my favorite um gift to you <laughs> straight to rihanna <laughs> she's just she's my go-to girl you mm. know i just love the attitude and i yeah. think I think we could all have a little bit of Rihanna in us, you yeah. know? Well, if it was someone famous, I'd say Adele. Yeah. Definitely Adele. Like, representing South London. She's awesome, yeah, isn't she? Like, come on, bigging it up for Adele. Yeah. No, she's Although brilliant. not classy when she axed her, you know, last... What? Her, her last performance, her last... Um, when she's on tour for the last time and she then couldn't make her last show. <gasps> oh, the O2. Yeah. But me, me and the girls... And, well, went, you know, yeah. and we we made it to that one, but she couldn't complete. The... No. It's hard. Mm. Sorry, Adele. Fatspiration. What are your mantras to, to get you through? What do you live by? What words? You are enough. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I've actually got it on my wall by Good. Naomi Edmondson. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know, come on, you're I'm wiping your ass, girl. <laughs> oh, shit, you're so much deeper. I thought you were so shallow. <laughs> you really stepped up your game, girl. Wow. Um, do you know what? I think for me, I just, it's always about just, it's going it, to, you're okay. You're mm. okay. It's like no matter what's going on, you're okay. You know, mm. you're alive, you're breathing. When times are tough, I just think you'll be okay. Mm. You will be okay. You'll get through this. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I think that that... You do say that to me a lot. Yeah, actually. I do, because I just think sometimes we can get really caught up in the moment of stress or whatever it might be, or your life is going to shit. And what you have to think of is you will be okay and there will be a tomorrow. So, mm. you know, that's kind of that's kind of it for me. What an amazing way to end. Mm. I wish it wouldn't end, but it must. Um, well, thank you for having us. Yes, thanks. And where can people find you? Helen's got 17 Instagram accounts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, let, let's just go through the list. Let's How, how do people find you guys? Featuring 15. 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's, that's the, the main one. And then the two of us are... Maybe a little bit Instagrammy. Yeah. I'm at What Mum Wore, and I'm at H Holden Design. Well, that's my business side, but then I've got Small Saviors as well because small things do save you. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Find me there; it's more fun. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, Small Saviors, and um, I didn't even plug the fact that you guys have got amazing jobs. But we'll have to have you back on the show. Well, yes, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. Oh, I think the listeners can agree. You guys are amazing. Thank so thank you. you very much. Thank, thank you for you. being you. No, thank you. Oh, oh we can do this all day. No, you're amazing. No, you're fantastic. Well, for thank you um, for listening. Uh, you have listened to the Fat Not a Good podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and yeah, you're awesome too, listener. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.